it's episode 262 of The Platformers, a show about games and nerd culture. I'm your host, Brian Barnett. Joshua Mobley. My opinions are my own and not that of my employer. But even well, if yeah, they were, man. your opinions are pretty awesome. Uh, they're pretty cool i mean like i don't <laughs> i don't fly off the handle often i think ea would be proud to have opinions as cool as yours <laughs> but yeah so this week we're going to talk about a lot of stuff uh including some of our favorite games of the year that are not making it into our game of the year episode next week uh, which is an important distinction because I think there's going to be a lot of fun stuff on here that might not necessarily be like top, top marks, but is definitely like stuff that is worth your while or that we had fun with and things like that. Uh, in addition to, I guess we could cover regular, I wasn't really prepared to talk about like standard news and things like that this week, but there were a few notable things uh, that came out this week, uh, that do impact some of the games that I was going to talk about. Um, so, but you know what, let's, let's just start off checking in. How you doing, Josh? Okay. The storm that is, uh, plagued the Bay area for almost two weeks now is almost done, I think. Um, so that's good. Although yeah. it has filled many of our reservoirs. So that's also good. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know if people were aware, but we've been in like a perpetual drought for years, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it it ended up being so, sort of a good thing. Um, if you weigh it against the, the yeah, you know. Yeah. But other than that, just, you know, chilling out, working, playing a lot of Apex, uh-huh. reading a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, I actually just got some things. Uh, we went, we took a trip out. Uh, we took uh, Audrey and Riley to this um, uh, local uh, manga shop called uh, Kunio Kun, and uh, and uh, they got to see that for the first time. There was a big Totoro that Riley got to take a picture with, and I got uh one punch man 24 and my sister-in-law uh bought this for me as a nice surprise as well as the first three uh trades of jujitsu kaisen which i've never read or seen but is apparently not, pretty good i know nothing about it but i know people are into it and i was yeah. like i might try it but there's so many other shows like that i'm watching right now i actually we yeah. finally we're finally now that Season two of Spy Family's over. We're finally watching that. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. Which yeah, if you I, haven't watched that show, it is like one of the best anime in I don't know, like a decade. It's amazing. Yeah. I, so, <laughs> so good. <laughs> there's like a couple of things on my list that I really want to get to. Um, like I I want to try after hearing everybody be so hype about Chainsaw Man. I kind of want to try that out. Apparently, my sister in law has like that whole run, the whole manga run of that. So, like, I may try to borrow that. She's also been huge into Jujutsu Kaisen for a long time. Uh, so, like, sh- when I was kind of running through, like, yeah, I kind of want to like, I kind of want to read My Hero Academia. I kind of want to read like Berserk and you know Berserk. Demon Slayer and uh, signing up for like decades of reading material with berserk yeah dude 
I mean, at it's least been, I'm not signing myself up since for like the, one it's punch. Been, uh, it's been uh, running for, since like the 80s, like I'm pretty sure. Is it really? Yeah. I just know that Moira, uh, the author and artist, was a huge influence on Miyazaki when he was making Dark Souls. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's I get yeah, it is it is a long running thing. Like I watched I watched the OVAs Nin- and stuff like that, but. Uh, 1989. Yeah, I mean, I I know there's a lot of like. Um, like Dragon Ball's been going on forever, just for yeah. absolute ever. Bleach has been going on for a really long time. Um, people keep trying, like, to get me to check out One Piece. Uh, the art just looks so never. bad. I just can't. I will never, ever try One Piece, and it's nothing against people, it. It's just too damn long. People are out there saying One Piece is the greatest story ever told. No, unironically. No. That's something, guys, listeners and viewers, that's something that people say about the Bible. And that's something that people have murdered each other over. Yeah. Like, you're really going to put one piece into that echelon? Really? I I, I don't believe that anything is the greatest thing ever made. I've heard like three or four people say that. And I'm just like, you're telling me. It's probably a meme. The dude with the hot dog nose. Who's like leaning over and how weird people are about Nico Robin and like how she's got no internal organs and is just like a, like a, like a, she's just like a, like a toothpick with two oranges on the front and a little bikini strapped over it. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Come on. You're really going to tell me that the badly drawn rubber boy is the best story ever told. Write that down. Uh, about this guy going around with his pirate friends beating people up and looking for lost treasure you're really gonna tell me that's the greatest story ever told i think they need to read more if they (laughs) think that like yeah i don't know man read more watch more movies and shows because like yeah when i hear people talk about like I don't know what I would call like genre fiction where they're like, it's the best thing ever made. It's like, I love genre fiction is most of what I read and consume, yeah. but like, even I'll admit like can only really go so far, <laughs> you yeah. know, like there, there are some, there are some truly fantastic works of art out there that if you are, you are depriving yourself of, if you're not, you know, exploring outside of your comfort zone, I'd say. And a lot of like my favorite stuff isn't great without context. Like one of my favorite anime of all time, one of my favorite manga series of all time is one punch man. And if you haven't read or seen like dragon ball or other shonen style stuff, one punch man is not, is, I mean, it makes sense. It's not nearly as good. Like, you know, so it's like, so like, there's a lot of stuff like that. That's like, oh, this is, I think is amazing, but it's got like a huge asterisk next yeah. to it. Or like one punch man I, is the Ulysses of anime. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, I would, as far as anime is concerned, like I would put Trigon up against anything anybody would put forward. I think that's a freaking beautiful story. I think it's amazing. But like, am I going to sit there and say that it's the greatest thing ever made? Like, it's one of my favorite things that's ever been made. But it can like, still be very that's... good. Yes. Yeah. It's just yeah, like I, yeah. I think yeah. that distinction is like, man. Some people, 
Some I'm happy wild. for the people that like caught the wave when it happened and have been riding it for ah, de- decades ah, at this I point. I see what you did there. But like, I'm never going to. I'm never going to do that. Like, it's so long, and I have way more time and other things I'm interested in. You know. Yeah. I I don't even, I don't even like read every Star Wars piece of thing because it's impossible. Like. Yeah. And I feel like that's part of like one one piece you're signing up for like a years long journey, and I'm yeah. like, I think I will get bored. <laughs> like at at some point, you could have with Star Wars. But it's just like if it's just I like yeah if I was six years old, you know no when, no 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 I mean when, I'm not I'm not know. talking about now I'm talking about like at some like twenty fifteen years ago twenty years ago you well, could yeah. have done everything like yeah because there wasn't there wasn't that much at the height of legends you couldn't have and and yeah. then even and especially now because even at the height of legends like the the publishing and everything that's happening now is outrageous. It's there's so yeah. much. So it's just like, there's I had like some 17 friends. different comic series, you know, and novels yeah, there, and I, shows. I have friends who are like, I'm going to try and do all of it. And I'm like, don't do just like, just pick, don't even try. pick your favorite subject matter, your favorite characters and go from there. And then if someone says this one is really good and stands above the rest, like read that, but do not, try to read everything because you're going to be sorely disappointed because most of them aren't that great. Like yeah. some of them are truly great. And then a lot of them are not like that great. I I've definitely turned a corner on star Wars. Cause like we've had talks a lot about this, about how like the rise of Skywalker just like sapped it out of me. It, honestly, it, to make a really weird analogy, it's kind of like going to a religious school in the South did for like my relationship with my own personal religion, which was Christianity at the time, but like going to a conservative Southern Baptist college to finish things out, just like sucked all the love for it, like out of me in a big way. And like the way people are. And like, that's kind of how it was with the rise of Skywalker. So like since, since then I've actually gone back and read some stuff that I never read before, which is like the, uh, like the Thrawn trilogy and stuff like that. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to live in this world for a while. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to not look around at any you, of the stuff that's going on. Unless it's like Mandalorian, which is something that I like. Um, I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to live in this world where like Luke's going around. He's doing a bunch of great stuff. Han and Leia are vibing with him. They're all going on adventures with their kids and stuff. Mara I Jade mean, is you, a thing. You can pick any of the i i don't really care about canon at all i'm like yeah is it a good story and do you like it and if the answer is yes then it's like great i don't really give a crap about because i know in the next like 20 years they'll probably you'll probably get rid of this too hit the button again too right so it yeah it doesn't and they kind of have because they step on the stuff they've written like all the time and they did back in the day too like when um, there were these really famous Mandalorian like books that came out, um, and then when Clone Wars happened, season two kicks off with like a lot of Mandalorian stuff, and it just like steps all over those novels. And people were like, "Well, what the hell, George? Like, why are you stepping all over this like world you made? Even though he had like he didn't have anything to do with those books, right?" Yeah. Um, they still do that now, like all the time, but like. Most people don't care. Sort of like, you know, like when we, when you look at Andor, like Andor 
just tramples all over a lot of new canon material that like was written about Cassian and no one cares because Andor's freaking amazing. So that's interesting. I've only seen the first episode, I think, uh, of that. I've been meaning to watch more, but I kind of just forgot about it. It's really good. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's like it's up there with Clone Wars as like some of the best material like yeah. in the whole thing the whole canon if you are if you if you will yeah and i mean everything because i don't i don't really care but yeah people like who cares like if you like stuff like don't let people tell you that it's not important to you you know yeah yeah anyway <laughs> but games video games those things i haven't been those playing things. many of those I, ironically, well, I guess not ironically, I've been playing the most video games. I think since the last time, let me actually pull up my backlogged. I think since the last time we talked, I have played more games. <laughs> I mean, 2023 cool. games. Play. I've played, I've dipped into and out of so many games. Uh, and it was, it's, it's really, it's been great because I, I spent, uh, some of them like really pulled me in and I'll definitely be going back, uh, in a little bit. And some of them, I was just like, you know what? I'm kind of, I see what this is. It's been great. And I know that we've talked about this before, so I'm not going to belabor the point, but it's really great to have your critical eye so finely honed that you can play for like 10 or 15 minutes and be like, okay. I know what the problems are with this game. I know what it's doing well, and I just have to decide whether the downfalls are are enough to stop me from playing it. Like, for example, one of the games that I played uh, this last week that I really enjoyed, but I'm not sure if I'm going to go back to, is Somerville. Have you played this? It's on, uh, it's on Game Pass. Uh, I believe it is made by... Let me see if I can pull this up. I believe it is made by some of the people. It's made by Jump Ship, which I think are some of the people who are behind like Limbo and Inside. And you can definitely tell. Um, but it doesn't feel as like finished. It doesn't feel as polished. Like a lot of times, like the movement you'll be walking along, you'll try to like walk off something and you'll just like fall off the side in like a different way. Or like you'll just get tripped up. This was a big problem I had with Limbo actually is like when you're doing something and for whatever reason, it just doesn't like, click and so you just get punished or you have to restart from a checkpoint or something because um because like it just was wonky and just didn't like kind of get the trigger for whatever you were doing oh yeah so these split off from play dead so jump ship which is i mean that's a great name come on jump ship as a studio who left from play dead uh but yeah that's it's uh it's really cool it starts off uh, as every parent's nightmare with a scene where the parents have fallen asleep on the couch and the kid goes off, gets into stuff in the kitchen, uh, opens up some drawers, crawls up on the counter, walks over and like opens a window and looks like they're going to like jump out the window as a toddler. And I was like, Oh shit, this is not going to be good. But, uh, so I'm not sure if I'm going to go back to it because it's janky, but I do like what it's doing. It's basically the tale of like, a family that gets separated in the wake of an alien invasion. Like it's, it's kind of like war of the worlds esque, um, a little bit, except like the book and <laughs> not 
That crappy Tom Cruise movie. I don't actually... Man, it, I think I read the book, but I think it's been like just decades. I think I like read it in school or something. Yeah, I read it a really long time ago. Actually, I, I like the book and I like a lot. Actually, the movie from the 50s mm. is pretty good. It's it. It is not at all really accurate to the book at all. Other than, you know, the aliens die because of the germs at the end and stuff. Yeah. But other than that, like it actually is a good like old sci fi movie. And then the book good. is good. The Tom Cruise one I was so psyched for as a young whippersnapper because I love War of the Worlds and, like, old... You know me. I love old horror and science fiction. And, like... Yeah. I think War of the Worlds is a great story. Hated that movie. <laughs> I thought it was all right. I'm so mad about it. Yeah. That yeah, kid... So that... that kid... That kid survives. The whole mountainside blows up and that kid survives, but all those army personnel don't. Come on, man. Uh, that's that protagonist armor. Yeah, exactly. You hate to see it. So stupid. It is really dumb. But yeah, uh, so that that was one of the games that I got into uh, last week. I also jumped into a little bit of Signalis. Yeah, dog. So this is this is pretty interesting. And and let me tell you, before I stopped playing it, they 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 played right to me, right to me and my interests. Uh, That's what they did uh, to I me. Like, when I like walked into something, I like when you when you go down the spiral staircase yeah. and crawl through the hole, and then you see that book on the left of the of the table. Yeah. I was like, ah, is this what we're doing? Is this what we're doing? Because that's that is that is a reference to a story that I have heard uh, talked about many times, but I actually haven't gotten to yet. Uh, do you have it? Right there. Ah. I don't have, yeah, I don't have, uh, I haven't read that one yet. But, uh. Just read it for the first time, like, I don't know, two months ago. Um, and it's very good. But it's one of those things where, like, if you're not into really weird shit that has no explanation, then you're going to be like, well, this was a waste of time. Because it's just I, that's a collection. A lot, yeah. It's just a collection of short stories, and literally the only thing that ties them together is that in this world, there is a play called The King in Yellow, and when people read it, they go fucking crazy. That is the only t- the, the only tying thread between all these stories. Um, yeah. But it's very cool. Little If you're into, like, horror and weird, like, psychological... Like, if you're into, like, Lovecraft and stuff, this actually predates Lovecraft, so, like, it's very... Uh, very cool it is also something that is uh it is also something that yes okay so it's by robert w chambers uh but it's also something that is referenced uh visually in some of the dark souls games so like the uh the lone monk uh, boss fight in Demon Souls is a reference to it, and then uh, there is a recurring character uh, in the Dark Souls series uh, that is a reference to the King in Yellow. Uh, but yeah, it's uh... so seeing that in there, I was like, ah, yeah, we're we're playing, we're playing, uh, we're playing fast and loose with these. The rules. music is like so good, and just the way it builds the atmosphere of like I got very are. like alien vibes. Uh, off of like the kind of isolation and and stuff like that, and me being like, oh, I don't know if we should be doing this, you know. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, 
it's yeah. it's fun. I'm I'm interested in in getting back to it. But it's not uh, very long. I think oh, it isn't. It, no, I think my game clock was like six and a half hours when I finished something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but it's very it's it's very very good. Um, I always tell people it's like uh, it's uh, like Metal Gear meets it's re- it's like Resident Evil meets Metal Gear Solid meets Evangelion, like. It just, it just, it's a lot of stuff. All, all these things. And by, when you get to the end, you will see all of the Evangelion references because it's like they make all of these visual uh, references to like the final episode and stuff that are like, they're so iconic, you know? Like if you've seen the show at all and you've seen memes or anything around it, you're like, I remember these shots specifically. They're literally in there. Like they're not trying to hide it. Like they're like, yeah, yeah. Evangelion like a huge influence on this so it's good stuff yeah that game rules people should play it i'm assuming that's is probably going to end up on on the next that's week. my number two yeah yeah okay <laughs> uh and then uh unfortunately i was having big dumb fun uh with a game that i kind of can't play anymore which is high on life which oh. is uh yeah, yeah which is uh also on Game Pass and was uh, and was really really fun, but then a bunch of stuff started coming out about Justin Roiland, uh, and man, yeah, I never. Can't, uh... I don't know. I I I never had any real interest in that game that much. Like I, I didn't either. I, I watched Rick and Morty for like the first two or three seasons, but I watched it with people, and like. That helped because when I tried to watch it by myself, I was just like, eh, it's not into this. I don't know. It, yeah. it like wasn't the same. And now I really am like, eh, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was so. by Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon. Right. Yeah. Which is just like, ugh, ugh yike. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's a big bummer because I, uh, I was, I was enjoying it. It was one of those things where like, I heard enough people say like, Look, it's not high art, but it is funny and it is like a it is a fun shooter. So it kind of like fell into like that Borderlands kind of zone where I was like, "Oh, this will be like just a dumb fun way to kind of spend my time." But like particularly because like the main voice of the game is Justin Roiland himself. I'm just like, "Ah, like I literally couldn't even boot it up. I was like, ah, I, yeah, all right, well. So, but I'm not gonna be playing that anymore. But something I will be playing more of is Pentiment. Have you jumped into this at all? Yeah, and within, I want to say, thirty minutes, I was like, I don't think this is for me. Oh yeah, uh, this is that. If I'm thinking of the right game, this is the Obsidian like point and click adventure game, right? Yes. Yeah, I was like, I think the writing is pretty funny, and I like the art style. But I was I like, like it, yeah, I was like, I don't want to do this for this long. <laughs> so I just kind of was like, I'm good. Um, so I I, I it's ended supposed up to be like 14 hours long. Yeah. Really, that's so long for a game like that. Yeah, I think I think you can beat Monkey Island like... in like three hours. <laughs> like, that's that was actually on my list of stuff to get to, but I would have had to buy it. So I was like, I'm not gonna do that right now because apparently I went 
way over uh, over my PC building budget. So I just I'm still digging myself up out of that yeah. hole. So I I like I literally couldn't even buy any of that uh, any of that stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I just said like I'm not I'm just not gonna try as Dusk Falls or Plague Tale Requiem, um, or like Monkey Island or any of that sort of stuff, but. Uh, yeah, I did, I did try, you know, some of those. I tried Norco. I'm probably not going to play this on Xbox though, because it seems like there's another point and click adventure. Uh, it's shorter than Pentiment. It's only like five hours, um, or something like that, but it's kind of interesting. Um, it's like way more like a actual point and click adventure where I feel like Pentiment is one of the reasons why Pentiment like kind of vibes with me is like I can see because I know because I like studied Christianity for a long time like I know like the rules that scribes had to go through and like I see little interesting references just in the way that stuff is animated like the way that the text is animated and uh, the way that the words pop up uh, and like there's little typos and then they're fixed or then like they write the entire word, uh, they write the entire line and leave a blank and then come back and insert the word God in a different color. Like, it's just like, there's a lot of like very, the person who did this knew what the rules were for scribes talking about like God and things like that were at the time, uh, which is like just th those little things like really endeared the game to me. Uh, and then also the fact that they like kind of let you be whoever you want to be. Like they, you know, you're playing as this artist, um, you know, who has a, a, a patron and you, your job is to decide whether you're like some hedonist or whether you're like an artisan who's like solely focused on their craft. And that colors like a lot of the uh, discussions that you have with other people. So that was really where I found kind of the joy in it was like the attention to detail, the beautiful art, the sharp, snappy writing. And then just like the way that other people interacted with each other, which like felt very, I guess this is like an odd thing for me to say because this game is based in a time so long ago, but like it feels natural. It's the you know, 1500s, the, right? It's like Tudor. Something. Tudor times. I, it's, it's either 1500s or 1700s. I forget. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, it's like in 1700s that, in would be around the birth of America. So I don't think that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I guess it would have been before then. Uh, it might be the 1500s. Pentiment. Late medieval Bavaria. So, yeah, that probably would have been the yeah, 1500s. Something like that. Yeah. Obsidian Entertainment did a lot of research into the daily lives, theology, and sociology of the Holy Roman Empire of the 1500s. Yo. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's good. I recommend it. It's really fun. It's on Game Pass. Uh, I also played Immortality, which I don't recommend doing. Uh, in the main room when you haven't explained to people what you're doing because there is nudity in this game and you will have your wife who is on the phone with her mom walk into the room and say, what are you doing when there's like just a video of somebody blowing somebody else? It's wild. <laughs> I haven't played that yet, but yeah. I don't have to worry about that too much. But No, 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 no. Just, you know, 
it's not, I did have that happen once with a um, it's not a like a freaking movie, love Hina or like a, what was it gal gun uh, yeah it's not it's not one of those I, I or, or I, what's that what's that one where the where the girls turn into monsters or beasts or something like that it was like like one of those on Vita monster mod piece that's sure. what it was that's Whatever, what it was man. I have no all idea. those all those PS Vita thing or or Senran Kagura like all of those like that litany of freaking PlayStation Vita games that are like out of control. <laughs> but yeah, but you, yeah, you were saying about uh, immortality. Oh, I I want to play it um, at some point. I haven't looked up anything other than I hear it's good. Um, it's interesting. The mechanics are are unique. Uh, you know, it you know draws a lot of inspiration and and stuff like that. Like it's kind of a continuation of like her story and different things like that. Uh, but it's it's. The interesting thing is mechanically, at least so far as I've played it, because these are all just games that I kind of touched on. Um, it's it's about looking at clips, like little clips from movies, or talk shows, or things like that, and then you kind of in in almost like a Return of the Obra Dinn way, you'll like click on something, and then it'll bring up like another thing that is connected with that. So like if you're watching a scene, you'll like click on somebody's face and it'll bring up another video or something that has that person in it. Uh, but because this is also like just footage from like the making of movies or different things like that, like you'll have like one of the people come out and like do the click for it and they'll like hold the thing. So like you could literally just click into that person's face and be like, what's another scene that this person, you know, gave the, did the sync for or something like that, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's very, it's, you can be kind of clever with it, with how you're like exploring and, and looking around. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just kind of like, it's a game about discovery, about like what's going on and kind of piecing together what the story even is. And it kind of presents it to you with no comment whatsoever. You know, there are obviously like because there are like talk show interviews and stuff like that in here as well. You'll you'll happen on commentary from other people in that world, but it's very interesting. There's not that many games that just present themselves to you with no framing whatsoever, um, other than like just an explanation of the mechanics and the controls, but like not placing any expectations on you. Like what what do you want? Like what do you want this to be? And then you can just kind of go mm. which i really like that's fun cool i've been talking for a while what's what's some stuff you've been getting into uh you're getting into this year or this week uh that is not um, in your top five or honorable mention that we're going to talk about next week i mean most of this year i spent playing like apex and final fantasy 14 um but I did play a few games that did not make my top five. Um, not that they were bad, but just they didn't make it. Um, one of them I can think of right off the bat is Dorf Romantic, which I talked oh, about yeah, on this show. Some, yeah, you recommended it to me. I have not jumped yeah, into it. but It's very simple. It's a tile-placing game. It's single-player, and it's very calming and soothing. And you're basically just chasing high scores, and you're doing that by you have a stack of tiles, and you don't know what they are. And every time you turn one over, 
it's like uh for it'll have like you know forests on one side and a village on the other or something and you have to like put them together and build out this map in a very strategic way as to not uh run out of tiles because every time you complete like all right i completed a town you know it's a fully circled town you get like a certain amount of points and new tiles and so you're trying to like make sure you always have tiles which is not you're always going to run out at some point and that's when the game ends but like uh there's a lot of just strategy and depth behind it but it is so soothing and so calming my only gripe was that it was like 20 dollars, which feels kind of like a lot for a game like this if it was like ten dollars i would say oh yeah pick this up for sure because it's just mm. such a nice like uh meditative experience um that i that i recommend they keep updating it apparently i haven't played it in a little bit but i've heard they've updated it with like sakura blossoms and some other things so there's like different themes now um that you can use uh but uh, yeah dwarf romantic not a lot to say about it but it's one of those things where it's like oh yeah you should definitely you should yeah. definitely play that that's really good um oh interesting it looks like they reduced the price of it it's $14 right now and it doesn't look like it's marked down mm. well so maybe they took that maybe they took that advice yeah well then maybe you know s snatch it up it's a it's a it's a nice little game that i uh, i appreciate and think uh pe more people should play that's awesome um, yeah i i think there's definitely room in all of our lives for something that's a little bit re relaxing and calming and all that sort of stuff yeah so when I've got a little bit of scratch, I'll, maybe I'll pick that up. Yeah, yeah. If you're coming off of a Vampire Survivors binge and you still want something slightly in the vein of it, but maybe a little different, not as complicated. Um, I also talked about this on the show, but Her Name Was Fire is a oh, really yeah. cool little game. I think that costs like five bucks. It's really cheap. It might even be cheaper than that if, if you know, uh, I don't totally remember actually I can her name was fire is four dollars four dollars um not as oh, much wow. content. yeah this yeah this looks like vampire survivors not as much content as vampire survivors not as mechanically deep but it has this simplicity and the and the um the thing that i like i think more about it than vampire survivors is that a full run getting out like finishing because you do finish uh in this like you do in in vampire survivors is only like 15 to 20 minutes whereas in vampire That's survivors it's like yeah. 30 minutes yeah. you know so in this it's uh it is stage based but each stage it's gonna be like five to six minutes and then after three i think you like get out and you get bonus points and stuff for getting out so um I definitely recommend that if you just like are I want more I've played Vampire Survivors for like a hundred hours and I've exhausted it right and I still want something similar to that this is a good this is a good one um, this one you do have to actually click though so you can't really turn your brain off and just move around like you do in Vampire you have to actually aim and shoot um, but it is good I recommend it um the other one that you and I both played that I didn't beat, but you did, was Cult of the Lamb. Oh, yeah. That's, that like is definitely on, on, on mine. So that is currently just outside of my 
top five. It's at it's yeah. literally at six. It's so, a, it, a very good game. Yes. Um, that and, and I enjoyed. Honestly, I, I just got tired. It got a little repetitive after a bit, so I just kind of was like, I'm I'm good to stop this, but. I think ultimately it would probably like if I actually looked through, cause right now I've got like my top 25, uh, from 2022, like loosely ranked, but like some of that stuff I, I literally just threw on there. So there's a very good likelihood that cult of the lamb would be even significantly lower if I actually like went through and before next week, I'm actually going to like go back and properly sort it. Um, but it's definitely, it's definitely in the, in the, conversation of like this is a really great game and uh and it's not like a lot of what you will play which i i think i tend to lean more towards like giving more leniency and giving more credit to games that do more unique things so like being a vampire survivors that comes out this year it's really simple there's not a lot to it but it is super fun uh, and like it occupies a very unique space, um, you know, and, and I think you can there, say there are the already same. vampire survivor likes. Yes. Coming out. Like are, are any of them, you know, like, but the first is special. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like doom clones, but yeah, but doom was really the first FPS that was like wildly popular. You know what I mean? So I, I think, I think that's, that's important to keep in mind but yeah cult of the lamb being that i think i get i gave it like a full review uh i have it listed right here as like a 9.5 or a 10 i definitely think that it's got issues um i think the combat is like uh, it has some it's not as fleshed out as it could be but i definitely found it like kind of simple and satisfying as far as splitting the difference between animal crossing like base building and like organization or like, you know, management sim type stuff, uh, kind of split in half with this like rogue, like diet roguelike, you know, it's not Hades, but it's like almost, you know, it's like a, just a simpler version of that kind of, um, where you're moving to a point the, 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 I think the, the thing about cult of the lamb and the reason why it's not maybe more sticking in the. 2022 game of the year conversation is that like you could just beat it and then kind of be done whereas i feel like a lot of the best sign sure it it is but i feel like that like because it came out like pretty early in the year i feel like you know there recency bias is definitely a thing and uh, i feel like because it wasn't like it wasn't really sticky uh i think people kind of just didn't give it you know, didn't give it a lot of attention or, or, you know, anything like that beyond like the, I don't know, couple of weeks to a month to maybe a little bit more that people were playing it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, all, you know, talking about, and this might be on your top five, but like vampire survivors, that's a freaking great game. You know, it is I a don't, great game. Think, I don't think that's going to make my top five, but it's definitely an awesome game. I don't know if it did, even though I'd have to go back and look because I wrote mine down and I honestly can't even remember at this point. Oh, right here. It it didn't. Um, but part of the reason was just because I put so much time into it. 
and I had to I like put so much time into it. But I like, like, I also I gotta... had to like physically separate myself from that game, um, just because it is actually addictive. Like it's yeah, it's and for someone like me who's you know diagnosed ADHD, like it was actually it's a kind of dangerous. Yeah, it, it yeah. was like very very. Um, like I would just sit there and be like, "Oh, I'll do another one," and then you'd be like, "Oh shit, it's been like an hour." Um, yeah. Like, and I didn't do anything, right? I just sat here with my fingers on the like up and down, going, you know. Yeah. And it's just like my brain would feel like it was in hyperdrive afterwards, and it was just like, ah, this is not good for me. Um, I need to back have, off of this. Yeah, I I definitely had that same kind of feeling where I was like, Oof, this is, this could be treacherous. I'm not sure. I need to, like is a good word, yeah. you know. Uh, but the the treachery of vampire survivors. Yeah, I mean, I put like fifty <laughs> hours into it in early access, so I haven't even played all of the like new stuff that came out for it. I haven't either, and I put twenty six hours into it. Uh, yeah. You know, which is funny because we're talking about Pentiment being long at like, you know, fifteen to twenty, but it's fifteen different. to nineteen hours. But like, you know, it, it's different. It, it, it is different, but like. We put in way more time to a game that really doesn't have anything to say. Yeah. You know, it's just, this is like I mean, it doesn't, food. it doesn't have anything to say. It is like a Taco Bell Doritos Locos taco, just like yes. shoved yep. into your brain every 30 yep. minutes, basically. Yep. Um, but man, does it taste fucking good? <laughs> you know, like yes, it problem. is. You're like, man, this is trash, but it tastes so good. Um, now, I have not, I have not independently verified this but i have heard that the person who developed this is all was previously responsible for programming like casino like slot machines and stuff that makes a lot of sense and i'm just like damn if that's true that explains a lot it explains so much about like Um, how this is absolute this is playing on your brains like pleasure centers for rewards and stuff like that um, and it, it just like co-ops, like, give me all the, I'm going to tweak the names of all the Dracula stuff and all the, you know, Castlevania stuff and all that sort of business. And then I'm going to get somebody to make really dope cover art and then make pixel art of these characters and stuff like that. And then, you know, and it's, yeah. it's not like the game is poorly designed. It's, it's really well designed. It's just, there's not a whole lot there. It's simple, but effective is basically what Vampire yeah. Survivors is. Yeah, it's the Taco Bell ingredients. It really is. It like yeah. like Taco Bell is not good Mexican food, but man, sometimes those tacos just hit so right. They do. I had it yesterday you know? actually, and like it's pretty good. My secret, I've told people like Taco Bell. If you go at peak hours, is terrible. You gotta go like you gotta go the at times 3 when it's been <laughs> the time. No, 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 no. The times when it's been the best, where I've been like that was actually super good. Is like you go at eleven a.m. like right when they flip over from breakfast to lunch. And you mm. eat in the restaurant, and it will be dope. Like yeah. it's so good. And the, or if you go at really odd times, like yesterday, I had it around like two p.m., which is not usually when people are eating lunch. We had the really late lunch, and it was it was really good. So, I've found just, that there are there are definitely places where like eating in the restaurant has a substantial impact on how much I like what's going on. And that's even for places that I really love. For example, 
there's an In-N-Out burger that's like a 45 minutes away from my house. If somebody brings it home, it's still good, but it's not great. Uh, and I mean, but it's when In-N-Out I eat burger, it there, so it's not that great either. But but when I but it like let me when I tell you, I was depressed the entire day, and then we went to Kunio Kun and checked out some manga and then got In-N-Out burger. Man, that like just lifted my spirits after Sometimes an entire that's day all it of takes. like being morose but it's a taste of home you know what i mean like it's it's you know it that is sure. something that and carl's jr are like are like tastes that i have like you nostalgia guys don't, for you guys don't have Southern hardy's California. or whatever it's called uh it's carl's jr here it's hardy's further north so like in kansas uh, it's hardy's but in houston it's it's uh it's carl's jr there's a carl's jr literally i don't know three minute drive from my house and i barely ever eat it just i never think about going there but like it's not it's not terrible i mean it's fast food but like it's not terrible problem, i just never think yeah. about going there the problem with carl's jr is it got power crept you know uh it's, it's it used to be really good it used to be really good but then there's like a but you know because so there was bur- this so i've got a philosophy of my of my uh all right of my fast food restaurants. Are you typing down Carl's Jr. Power, got power crept? Carl's Jr. power creep, yeah. Uh, but there was Burger King. There was, there, so there was McDonald's and there was Burger King. McDonald's was more popular. Burger King was better. Burger King had better burgers. Burger that's King just, has better burgers, but McDonald's usually has better fries. Which, who the fuck cares about the fries? Come on. They're so You're there good. for a burger. Uh, and, and, and I... Personally, in my personal taste, I disagree. I like the Burger King fries better. But Burger King burgers are like definitively better. And Carl's Jr., when I moved to Southern California when I was a kid, um, we went to Carl's Jr. for the first time. And I was like, oh, this is just a better Burger King. Mm -hmm. It's basically just the same things that are good about Burger King, but better. Like fresh ingredients, crispy lettuce, nice, like the toppings were like really, really good, like crunchy onions, nice tomatoes, a lot of sauce. That was the thing. Like when I was growing up, Carl's Jr. had that, if it doesn't get all over their place, it doesn't belong in your face, like slogan they had. And they slathered the sauce on so that you had mustard, you had mayonnaise, you had ketchup, and it was all on that burger. They had tons of it. So it was really sloppy and messy. It was really good. And then after that, like Carl's Jr., you know, I, I, I ate like some Jack in the Box, which depending on what you got is like really decadent. And they came out with the ultimate cheeseburger and the sourdough Jack. It's like, wow, like they're really clogging my arteries with some stuff that tastes good that, or that at least that my body and my brain are telling me tastes good. At the moment. At the moment. And then yeah. after that, it's like you get places like Burger Joint, you get places like Shake Shack, you get places like In-N-Out where it's like, you know... You get you get like dedicated like hamburger like gourmet hamburger spots and it's like well these are just like if you want a better burger like these are the places that you go yeah the or problem even is, Five Guys you know where Five it's Guys like, is pretty good we, we have a problem and it's called the 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 Great Wall of All Star Burger so 
We have this place. It is like a mom. I'm gonna and need pop. a timestamp for this burger diatribe in the middle yeah. of the show. We have a place near. Also, us. I'm drinking. I loaded myself up with a Moscow Mule that I'm drinking out of this cup right here. Tight. So. I'm drinking water. I'm gonna get more and more unhinged as the episode I, goes over. I did make a Saturn last night. That was delicious. What's that? It is a tiki drink that has like uh, I'm trying to remember everything it has in it. It has gin, lemon, falernum syrup, which I made my own. Um, some other stuff that I honestly can't remember. It has like five or six ingredients. Um, Dang. It's kind of intense. Like there's a but oh, uh, passion fruit syrup and then or, uh, orgot, which is like an almond syrup. Hmm. All mixed. All the syrups are in like tiny amounts, so they all kind of like you know. You get a normal amount of syrup for a cocktail, but you get it all, like a bunch of little mm. segments of it, essentially. But it's, That's cool. it's fucking awesome. It's great. That's great. Um, I've never heard of that. I'll have to try one. I have a big book of like, I have basically the, the I'll Bible I'll be flying out tomorrow drink. so I can have one. Yeah. I was like, I have the Bible of tiki drinks, essentially. So I've been kind of going through and making ones that I don't know about, really. <laughs> so, I can, so I can have one eat at your haunted bar. Hell yeah, dude. A bar rules. Um, anyway, we have a place near us. It is a mom and pop burger place. It like the outside looks kind of crappy. Like letters are That's like, falling off know. the thing. That's how you yeah. know it's good. There's letters falling off the thing. And <laughs> fuck, I might have to eat it after this. I'm so yeah, it sounds get so it, good. Get but it, like get it. the thing is, it's like it's been here for so long. Like it's been here since I was a kid. Uh, and I used to go in college like once a week, like, like that, that often. And the thing is when we bought our house, we knew it was dangerous because it's literally on the same street. Like if I walk 10 minutes that way, I'll be at all-star burger. Like it is not that far away. But the thing is, it's like, I could go to Carl's jr or McDonald's or something. They're all a, they're all further away and B they're not as good. It's like yeah. you just go to this place that like rules and it 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 100% rules because you think am I like alone in this but then sometimes you go at lunch and it's fucking packed. And like you meet other people who are like from my area like Newark, California and you ask them about All-Star Burger and they'll be like dude, All-Star Burger fucking slaps. Like everybody yeah. everybody knows. It's like our little secret sort of um goddamn place rules so yeah it's like yeah i could go to carl's jr but why would i do that why would i take longer i would just go yeah. closer to where i am to the to the awesome like get a real burger on that like yeah. grill that has probably like 30 years of flavoring on it because they make breakfast on it they make the burgers on it and everything oh, yeah. it's amazing nicole's just poked her head in the door like like how dare you <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's awesome. That's that's kind of the situation that I'm in with pizza because like I'm literally within walking distance. Like we literally did like the other day, like like less than a week ago, we walked to this uh, by the slice New York style pizza joint that's owned by a New York family. Yeah, uh, and like I get a slice, and it's fucking this big. It's like, like a it's, fourth of a pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's like ridiculous, yeah. and it's like three dollars, and I'm like, wow, this is godlike. And they've yeah. got that, they've got that like crispy, light, airy crust like you get in New York, yeah. you know, at, at a place like Joe's or something like that. It's just like, man, I made we made pizza dough once, like 
I made a pizza dough over three days, um, which is one of the recipes. Like, you have to, like, you know, make the yeast and stuff, and that makes, like, the poolish. And then we did that and made, like, an actual dough and let it rise a whole day. Made pizza on it, and it was fucking incredible. It was, like, so much better than anything you're going to get, like, in any place. And Okay, so I've now got three reasons to take a flight out <laughs> and hang out with you guys. Yeah. Gonna make a three-day pizza. We're going to go to All-Star Burger, and I'm going to have one of those... Uh, what is it? What is it called? A midnight or a lunar or something? A Saturn. <laughs> a Saturn. There you go. Yeah, Saturn. They're good. Whatever. Gonna, you know. Whatever. Whatever, man. A midnight lunar. Give me a Josh. Give me a. Make me a midnight lunar. I'd be like, whatever you say, <laughs> man. Like, what's funny? So the menu at my bar is all drinks that, except for one of them that I created, they're all like drinks you would know. But I've renamed them to be like something spooky, you know, themed after something. So like the gin and tonic is called monocaine, which is the chemical that uh, the Invisible Man injected under his skin to make himself invisible. Ah, so like, you know, stuff like that. Like or like you know, we have the lagoon water, which is a, a ugh, you know, God, that's that that one's too far. You, you but lost it's me. like you had the original me, drink. Me. The original drink. I am struggling to remember what it is. I'd have to look at it. But it's like a tropical. <laughs> what it is is it's so the creature <laughs> from the Black water. Lagoon became a streamer, and then this is their bath water. Yeah, here's your lagoon water. <laughs> um, the uh, that's heinous. The Frankenstein one is a. Uh, it's called It's Alive, and it's a coffee liqueur drink. And then I thought it was going to be like a bolt sweet. of lightning or something. It's not very sweet, but then we have the She's Alive, which is the Bride of Frankenstein one, and that one is sweeter. It has like oh, more cool. sugary stuff in it. Yeah, that's clever. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, let's talk about some more games, bro. Games. We talked about burgers for a while. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so something I'm I know. I dove into. I see. I just had. I just had some uh, some egg roll in a bowl and some macaroni and cheese. So I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm. I want to make this egg roll in a bowl sometime. Dude, Sounds it's good. so good. And let me tell you something. When I tell you, people out there, if you're trying to get fit, I have never like any day when I eat egg roll in a bowl. It is delicious, and I always lose weight when I weigh in the next day. Always. Like it's so good. If you're on Noom, it's all green calories, baby. It's all green. I just use uh, Fitbit to track my. It's not all green. If you stuff. use it the way that we do it, then you get like the little, like the eight little HEB crispy wonton strips that you put in there, and those are orange, but you know whatever. Well, yeah, they're like carbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like fried carbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's there's not that many of them. I only have like max 50 calories of those and that's just to give it like a little bit of crunch and stuff like that and to like make it more yeah. it, make it feel more decadent. It's like well, not that much of a caloric expense to get back I mean, like what you that's want. That's the thing. I think people think like when I need to lose weight they're like I need boiled Brussels sprouts. It's like, "Nah, dog. You can no, you can roast make, those motherfuckers and put garlic on them. They're you great. can make like pizza and spaghetti and stuff. You just have to make it with the correct ingredients that will be yeah. healthy. Yeah. We speaking of that, we got we got a uh, cauliflower crust pizza. That shit's good. I've like, only you, ever had like a really off-brand like bad store one, and I thought it was gross. But I I get, heard it, like good good crust 
if you if, can get it is good. Yeah, if they've got if they've got Kala Power, that's the one. Mm. Like that's the brand that they have where we're at, and and we got not only do they have like pre-made ones where you can get like a pepperoni pizza or like a veggie pizza or just a cheese pizza from from Kala Power, but they've also got like the pizza and then the base, and then you just add whatever you want on top of it, which is like what we did. It's really, really good. It's very it crunchy and crispy and stuff like that. It's not exactly like a pizza. Like it's like, it's kind of like, it's harder and not as chewy. You know what I mean? Like, like Sure. It's flour, more like a crunchy pizza. It's more like crunchy. Yeah. So if you like went for more of a like thin crust, like high temperature, low time, type of a pizza situation. It'd be more like that. Like when you bite into the crust and it like crunches like in half or something like that. It's more like that. Like you're not going to fold this pizza. Uh, but yeah, I, I like it a lot. It's really good. Uh, but another thing that I that I dove into uh, what this week was Midnight Suns, actually. Oh. Um, I had a really fun time. I've played like the intro and then like the first section. So I did the prologue where they like kind of wake you up and then you know, the first chapter where you kind of go after, you know, one of Dr. Strange's things that he needs to do or whatever. Um, And I've got some thoughts about it. I think I actually tweeted out some of these thoughts that I had. Let me see. Are you positive on it or are you like? Yeah, yeah. I'm generally, I'm positive on it. Yeah. 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 So this was one of those, uh, this was one of those things where like, uh, I, I got a key for this so that I could cover it with like some of the um, one of the one of the interesting things about about working in commerce is that sometimes when you're considering things for uh, like um, recommending them in like a commerce piece or recommending them for like a holiday gift guide or something like that. Sometimes they will send you keys so that you can play things and know whether you would like recommend it or not. It's a weird, it's like a weird like pseudo review type of a thing, but it's like very binary of like, oh, if I play this and then I would recommend it, then like maybe I'll include it on a, on a thing, like if I like it. Uh, And this definitely kind of fell into that where like, it's not necessarily something that I I mean, I'm planning on reviewing it for the show because I'm planning on continuing to play it because it's it's fun. But um, it's like a bit of a different situation than like with PR firms that I normally work with. Just a little bit behind the scenes if you guys are interested in that sort of stuff. But so, yeah, so I, I, uh, I've I been playing it um, and I like it. I think it looks really good. Um, I have heard other people say that it doesn't run super well if your equipment isn't good. So if you're not playing it on like console like ps4 ps5 or you know xbox uh one series x type stuff um like if you're if you're trying to play it on like kind of a crummy pc like maybe it doesn't run that well or it doesn't look that good but isn't it on switch i actually don't know how hold on let me look let me look thought it was actually can you look that up well i'll, I'll keep talking about yeah it. uh but uh i like it it's i think it's good um i definitely have some qualms with like some of the creative decisions that were made like, um, one of the premises of this game is that, uh, you are the hunter, uh, and basically you are the person who beat this, like, world-threatening evil the last time it cropped up, uh, but they need to, like, wake you up, and you've been, you've been, uh, out of commish for about 300 years, 
so when they do that, um, it's 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 an interesting way to be like, oh, this person hasn't been you know in rotation in the Marvel universe, which is why you've never heard of them. But it's also why they're able to kind of contend with this threat. Uh, which I think is like a kind of clever and elegant way of like kind of solving the issue of like having a player insert character that they can have look like them. But like, oh, if you're so powerful that they need you, then why haven't you been in every Marvel property ever? And I think yeah. that's a pretty good, that's a pretty elegant solution to that. Um, it is but, on Switch. Okay, it is. That's that's weird. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it's it's wrong, but I've heard people complain about like how it performs on like not great PCs. Um, so who knows? Maybe it's an optimization issue. Who knows? But, um, but as somebody who like woke up from a 300 year not being around thing, I think one of the worst things you can do is pair somebody with, with, uh, with a character from now that's not really prepared to like get them back up to speed. Now this is kind of like all lip service because there's a lot of stuff that uh, the main character just kind of like rolls with that like you wouldn't necessarily like. I don't. I don't. I think even like the thing of Captain America when like he comes back out, it's like okay, you got to reckon with the internet. You got to reckon with the fact that every nation is kind of cool with each other now. You know, like all the for you the, know for the most part. For the most part, you know, but like a lot of the us versus them stuff from when, you know, Steve Rogers was coming up is just kind of not a thing. Also, like, since he went into the ice, like, the civil rights movement happened, but all of a sudden his best friend is black, and it's like they don't really talk about any of that or, like, reckon with the fact that, like, oh, Steve Rogers grew up in a time when segregation was totally a thing. Yeah. Uh, and then he just comes out, and the first person who talks to him is Nick Fury, and nobody, like, nothing happens. Uh, but anyway, but in in this game, like the fact that one of the first people they pair you with is Iron Man, and the fact that he talks in mostly memes and like pop culture references or references to other Marvel characters that this person would definitely not know, like I think that's like a really that was definitely them being like, oh, everybody loves Iron Man, we got to put him in, but like it yeah. didn't really make sense for them to actually pair him with. Now another character that does make more sense is uh dr strange uh to like have him be like okay i know a lot more about what's going on and like part of my thing is like bringing this lofty information about like the multiverse down to like explain it to everybody else so i feel like that's kind of a good move but they don't really lean too much onto him at least so far uh so like there's a few like little decisions like that that i'm like man they really could have like made this more but i think as far as the gameplay it's really really fun and i think it looks good and uh, i think the writing is generally it's like a xcom right kind of kind of it's it's not actually like xcom i went in expecting xcom but it's a card based system so each character has eight cards and those cards are uh can have different like things it's honestly it's like xcom mixed with hearthstone to be honest uh, so like each character, so like let's just, at the beginning of the game, you have uh, Hunter, you have Blade, and you have Doctor Strange. So Doctor Strange can summon up like he's got different cards that cost um, uh, 
you've got a certain amount of card plays that you have per turn. Those cards, certain of those cards can build up excess energy that you can use for like finisher style moves. Um, but then those cards also have modifiers on them. So like if a card says quick, um, if you use it to kill one of the basic minions that have no health and anything you do that hits them will kill them, uh, if the card has quick, it will refund that card action. So uh, you can kind of like, okay, I'm going to use some of these faster moves. I'm going to knock out some of these basic enemies, get those moves back, and then be able to attack the you know more elite enemies and things like that. There's also like movement abilities. Um, you've got one move per turn to use uh, through your whole team. So unless your actual attack moves your character, you only have one like deliberate move per like phase. So if you've got, you know, Hunter and Blade and Doctor Strange and you need to get this character in position so they can hit like a lineup of three characters, you got to choose, you got to like make that your one move for this turn for that one character and then spend those cards. And it draws up, I think, six cards per turn, but then you have to choose how many of those you're going to use. And I think you only have like three plays per turn. Um, so it is like an interesting thing. I was definitely expecting it to be more turn-based, more character. Like I have this character move and then attack. I have this character move and then attack. I have this character move and then attack. It's not like that. It's it's all based on like what cards you draw and you can load up those decks and you can fuse them and give them different abilities and stuff. But uh, I, I find it very unique uh, in the strategy space. Um, it, I, I, it's really interesting to have so many different flavors of turn-based tactical uh, role-playing games. You know, you've got your XCOMs, then you've got this that's kind of like that. Then you've got grid-based stuff like Final Fantasy Tactics and Triangle Strategy. Then you've got, you know, stuff that is more like extreme, like Disgaea. Then you've got stuff that is more kind of general and like rock, paper, scissors, like fire emblem. Then you've got stuff that is hyper-specific and very um, deliberate choice-based, like Banner Saga and stuff. It's so interesting to have so many flavors of tactical strategy uh, available right now. And I think it's 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 really cool that uh, Midnight Suns kind of fills a unique uh, niche in that. Although I will say, I would pay $5 uh, to, I think Firaxis is the people who made this, yeah. uh, to have a make everybody shut the hell up for just a minute and give me a second. Because I, I have a immense amount of respect for the fact that like everything is voiced in this game. Everything is voice acting. Everything is banter and dialogue and writing. And it feels like you're just hanging out in the Marvel universe, uh, for better and for worse. But as I'm walking around the castle and like picking up things that I'm trying to read, uh, like little notes that are around, the people in the background are still fucking talking and the writing and the, the, the dialogue is good enough that I want to pay attention to them, but I just basically have to sit there as like four different sequences of people have conversations and I'm literally just trying to read this note. But like in a lot of parts of the game, there is no pause button. 
So you just can't stop. Like you can't take a break. Um, so that is, that is a little annoying, but, uh, overall I am still, that is still definitely one of the games that I am playing and that I did play, uh, that I am certainly going to return to. Um, I think that's definitely, let me pull up my steam thing real quick. I think that is definitely one of the one, one of the main ones that I'm going to be spending more time with. I think, um, it's really good. Another one is um, is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which I think I'm probably going to be spending more time with this one because I'm not playing High on Life anymore. Uh, and mm. Tiny <laughs> Tina's Wonderlands is just straight up what if fantasy Borderlands. But I will say uh, the writing is a lot more cringe than uh, than High on Life, which is saying something. Uh, but yeah, it is, the writing is not great, but Will Arnett is in it. Andy Samberg is in it. And oh my God, uh, tiny Tina wonderlands, robot character, voice actor. She was a stand-up comic. Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes is in this game and it's outrageous. The fact that Will Arnett, Ashley Birch, uh, Andy Samberg and Wanda Sykes are the main characters is kind of crazy to me. Uh, but it really goes to tell you how much money the Gearbox has. <laughs> but yeah. Did they, uh, get, did, did they get bought by Embracer or are they still... Uh, Embracer... They're still free. <laughs> Gearbox. Uh, Gearbox is one of the three company acquisitions by Embracer that includes Cypress-based Easy Brain and Austin-based Aspire right. Media. Oh, there it is. Yep. Feel the embrace. February, February 3rd, 2021. Okay. Yeah, I had a feeling. I was like, what are they doing right now? Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, but yeah, it's uh it is it is good. It's one of those things where it's like it is good from a gameplay standpoint, but just because it's more Borderlands. Um and like that's not a bad thing. But uh yeah, I I was I was more interested in kind of diving into a high on life just because it's like ridiculous. And and you know, we were talking about it earlier, but like I am a fan of Rick and Morty. I was, you know, I did get caught up in, in anticipation for season six. And now I am kind of like, God damn it. Like, ah, it sucks. We can't have nice things. Apparently not. Speaking of, we can't have nice things. I also played horizon forbidden West this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We can't have nice things because the world has been destroyed. Is that in your like bottom five <laughs> or is it not your bottom five, but your under five or is that in just, yeah. you're just talking about it? We're just talking about it, but I, it's hard. I think the platforming is actually worse than it was in the last game. Like I definitely, I posted something on Twitter where like I was really annoyed with this game where there they introduce you to grappling, like grappling hook points. And they're like very clearly like yellow little bars, like yellow little handlebars. 
And the way that they have you do it, because this game has no sense of occasion, uh, is you jump off of a cliff and then throw the grappling hook and latch onto it, which, okay, Aloy, you're the only person in the world who can do all this really important stuff you're doing. Why are you jumping off cliffs and then throwing your grappling hook? You should be way less cavalier with your life. You should be way less cavalier with your life than you're being right now. Um, But it's because it looks cool. It is because it looks cool and it feels cool. But let me tell you, that shit is jarring as hell. When, like, she literally has one scene where she's like, you stay here. It's too dangerous. Also, I'm the only person who could do this. And this is the last place where the possible thing that I need is here. You know, so, like, if it's not here, then we're all totally screwed. And then she goes and hurls herself off of a cliff and then turns around and hooks into it. This is some, this is some Nathan Drake shit. This is not, like, end-of-the-world shit that we should be doing. But, um... So I, I, I was climbing this thing and I, and I saw one of those, one of those um, grappling hook points. And so I jumped off the ledge like it tells me to do. And then I hit X again and nothing happened. And I fell to my death and I had to play that area again because I hadn't shot one thing over that would let the story, like, I guess, move forward and then would activate that grappling hook point. And when a game puts something in there that it tells me I can do... And then it says I can't do that thing until it tells me I can. As a pet peeve, my man. That is a pet peeve. If the grappling hook point is there, you better let me use it. Yeah. That It'd really be different if you off. did a thing and then all of a sudden, like it, you know, the rock came down and it was yeah. there, you know? Do that. I'm fine with that. But like when there when I literally like I'm climbing up and I look up and I see, oh, there's a grappling point filled with a couple of climbing places after that. This is clearly where I'm supposed to go up and I jump off and do that and then I have to do the last five minutes of stuff again just because you signposted this terribly. Ah, it angers me. But at the same point, I may, I may play more. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in this weird position where it's like, I'm kind of cool being done with God of War Ragnarok. But I also kind of want to go back and do some of the like open world stuff because now I'm done with it and like the gameplay is fun. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It's tricky. That long sigh told me everything. Yeah. It's, it's like, like maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> it's, 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 it's complicated. It's a PlayStation game. Yeah. And, and, it, it is so disheartening to me that that increasingly means games that wildly overstay their welcome, that are not as polished that I, as I would want, that are way too long, that where the writing is like not that great, and I'm generally like I'm engaged by them, but to a degree that like at any point I could, I'm free to walk away. I, I don't know. There's a whole world out there. I'm yeah, I'm more interested in Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok than I am in Ghost of Tsushima or like even attempting to continue that game. Like I think I'm just giving up. Like that's just that's going to fall Ghost of Tsushima is going to fall in the Splatoon 2 category of like I just kind of wasted $60 and that's just going to have to be the end of it. You know, type of a situation. The multiplayer though, which is free. 
With what? Awesome. With Ghost of Tsushima. It's the, this is my favorite part of the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I, I played guess more I of could, that yeah, than I the actual game. Yeah. I guess yeah. I could do that. But. Yeah. Yeah. I played some other stuff too. <laughs> surprise. Surprise, surprise. You're always playing stuff. Did you play Chained Echoes at all? It's like a, it's like a uh, kind of a Chrono Trigger-esque Super Nintendo style game made by one person that's on Game Pass right now. Nope. Uh, Never even heard of it. I heard a lot of scuttlebutt about this one, so I dove into it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's got a kind of like heat system where every action that you take builds up a heat gauge, and there's a big uh, amount of um, like warm up, and then there's a there's a hefty green section on the meter, and then there's a like uh, overheated section of the meter. And if you're in there, your characters actually take more damage. Uh, but if you're in the green area, like in the sweet spot then your abilities, I think, do more damage and they cost less and you take less damage. So you really want to keep your party in that sweet spot. But to do that, like, if you need to reduce your heat, you need to defend or you need to do a specific uh, type of skill that, like, reduces your heat and stuff like that. It's a very interesting take on the team-based RPG where you can't just go ham all the time. It's really interesting. I Hmm. I highly recommend if you're into, like, party-based old school Super Nintendo and PS1 style RPGs. Uh, and you've got Game Pass, like check it out, Chain Echoes. It's uh, it's interesting. But yeah, that's... Will uh, do. I have to finish my other RPGs. For sure. I need to get back to Fire Emblem because I haven't played it in a while. Which one, Three Houses? Yeah. Yeah. Get back to it. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, I've just been spinning my wheels on Pokemon Scarlet, which I just found out Greninja is coming too, which is really exciting because that's like my favorite water starter, I think, probably. Cool. So, yeah. I have been playing that. Chilling out. That's been one of those things where it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to hop into, like, I'm going to hop into, if I'm at my PC, I'm going to hop into Guilty Gear. And if I'm on, like, if I'm just like on the couch or just somewhere, I'm going to be playing Pokemon Scarlet just because that's what I have on my switch mm-hmm. uh and then that's kind of it's kind of all i'm getting into it's that that like very comfortable rut type of a thing of like well you know i can improve some of my pokemon i can like get some really good competitive ones and try to lean into what they're doing that's good i can try to get the legendaries or get ready for a new terror raid event or something like that just it's like a really nice kind of comfortable bite-sized thing that i can do but yeah cool there's a lot of other stuff that i got into this year but uh i don't really think i need to talk about that much more i'm like trying to think of yeah even other stuff that i played and i can't really think of it because like a lot of the stuff i played was just kind of old or it was yeah you know just something else like i i really it's interesting because this year or i should say 2022 like, one of my main goals was, like, watch more movies than you've ever seen before. Uh, and I ended up doing that. And I also, also read probably more books than I've ever read in a year before. Uh, which is good. Um, 
but it just meant that like even though i'm playing a lot of games like i'm still playing i would say like 10 ish hours a week it's usually like apex because that's what my friends want to do right now you know so it's like yeah. we hop on that and it's easy because you just jump in and you're playing it's not you know there's no like prerequisites or anything ahead of time it's just, just like there easy to, yeah it's just there so yeah. it's easier to jump into that stuff but um i definitely want to like play more old stuff like i got my ps1 classic all hooked up with more games on it and stuff and i kind of want to revisit like metal gear solid this year um because i haven't played it in a long time yeah it's been a while um and just play like i this year i want to do what i did last year and just play stuff because i feel like it not because uh the world's <laughs> telling me that i should play it right so yeah exactly we'll see i'm excited for all the games that we're i say we're as my employer is releasing but also like trying to th- i'm trying to think about like what even is coming out this year and like what i should be excited about and i having a hard time even thinking about like what's coming out i mean there's diablo which i hope to god is on game pass cause... yeah like that's that's yeah. i mean like what was it uh did we go through the 2023 release schedule and like talk about what we were excited about i feel like i vaguely remember that maybe a little but but like yeah like know. in 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 four days a new fire emblem comes out you know which i know a lot of people are excited about yeah um, I'm going to wait and see and... on that one. Toothpaste Chan is still a little weird to me. It is it is weird. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? This is supposed to be like a dire, like, world. Like, why do you have somebody whose hair is half red, half, half neon red and half neon blue? They look like Colgate. It's very strange. <laughs> it's very strange. It is weird. It is I, it is yeah. interesting that like some of the games that I am the most excited about are are games that like you very well know about. Like I'm excited about the Dead Space remake, not it, more in like a like how does this look now in, you know, more than like a, I want to play this again cuz like I I I nearly platinumed the original on PS3. Like I'm kind of like I kind of, you know, I know what Dead Space is, I know it's good, but like I'm also pretty excited to see if like Wild Hearts is going to be like a good entry point for me as somebody who everybody keeps talking about how like monster hunter would be exactly my shit. And like, it just never vibed with me. So like, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see if there, if there can be like kind of an inroad for me and then like resident evil four. I forgot that was happening. Resi four. Yeah. Yeah. It's not long. It's like March. I think something like that. Yeah. Uh, Oh, oh, uh, Starfield is also this year. Starfield is also this year, and uh, Jedi Survivor. It's supposed to be in March. Uh, Starfield, I think, is like the only Microsoft exclusive we really know about right now. And Redfall. Oh, yeah, and Redfall. Man, Redfall, what a way to, like, suck all of the excitement out of me when they were like, oh, yeah, only the person who hosts the game gets to keep their progress. I was like... Ah, uh, that sucks. I was like, why even play this then? Like, I don't even care now. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on if, if it's more, like, Left for Dead or Dishonored. You know what I mean? Because, like, if, in yeah. Left for Dead, it's like, I don't care. Like, that's fine. But in Dishonored, it would be like... Eh. Yeah, that's a little annoying. It just takes all of the, like... I mean, 
if it is just like story progress then i guess who cares but if it's like yeah. oh i'm unlocking upgrades for my character and stuff then that sucks that's that, dumb yeah yeah it's not good then it's like why even play co-op at that point but i definitely want to because like what other like i'm i'm like racking my brain is there another arcane game where you even could play co-op you know no yeah so then there's then there's zelda in may but like beyond that and like street fighter 6 and mm -hmm. ff16 and diablo 4 all in june oh my god like, yeah i forgot about final fantasy 16 oh my god dude. which like i mean who who even knows my prayer when in when in june Do uh know? the 22nd oh good i'll be back from japan thank god <laughs> which actually there will be there will probably the nice thing about it is there'll probably be some really cool shit in japan for it while i'm there probably so yeah i'll have to try yeah. and find some stuff yeah, big spread between uh, Street Fighter Six on June second and Diablo Four on June sixth, and then Final Fantasy sixteen on June twenty second. So wow, that's gonna be a good month. Yeah, yeah. If Street Fighter is good, yeah, it'll be. A I mean, we've had a, like Ronnie and Mitch and Will and a bunch of people who have gotten into the betas are very excited about Street Fighter. I have not played it yet. I, I tried to get into the uh, to both of the betas and I did not succeed. Man, uh, I I loved. There was a time when my friends and I actually got good at like Street Fighter Two, kind of good, and then got really good at Street Fighter Four, yeah, in its first original incarnation, and haven't really played much since then. Like my friends and I kind of tried to play Five a little bit, like after it'd been out for a few years. And for some reason, it just was like, this is still kind of fun, but it's not really recapturing four as much for me, you know, yeah. just kind of when I you know, peaked in interest. Um, maybe six will be like that. The one thing I will say about six is like, I'm still not totally sold on the art style. I don't like how it looks like straight up. Yeah, I think like the effects look really cool. Yeah. The kind of graffiti, like weird like alternate dimension thing style paint <laughs> they look really cool i don't really like that they took the very like cartoony looking characters who look like basically manga characters that are moving yeah and made them a little more realistic it looks weird um, yeah so i'm not I as into that but. yeah i think it looks really weird but um I, and I'm definitely more into like the aesthetic of Street Fighter 3 and Street Fighter 4 and stuff like that. But also like famously, I play Arc System Works games. So I like how Dragon Ball Fighters looks. I like how Guilty Gear, Exard, and Rev 2 and Strive look. Like that's that's the kind of stuff that kind of speaks to me. So the fact that, that uh, Capcom has gone like in a totally different direction uh, doesn't really vibe with me, but apparently people are super, super hype on it, and uh, apparently it's supposed to be really good. So I am excited about that. If you guys are going to get it, like I'm, I'm excited because I haven't played a I'm Street Fighter about game. It, but, yeah. I haven't played a Street Fighter game since since four. I think I played literally one match of Street Fighter Five against uh, Ronnie uh, and his Zangief, and I literally like. He just command grabbed me into oblivion, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to play this game. I think I was playing like Ryu or Ken or something like that, and I was like, yeah. 
I'm done. I'm not going to get command grabbed into 80% of my health gone and then also, just death. My boy E Honda was not in Street Fighter yeah. 5. So the fact that he's in, I actually think they're doing a really cool good thing with 6 where they're like all the two characters are just here. Yeah. Like from the get-go. I'm like that's Dalton. what you need because yeah. everybody has that nostalgia and like those are usually the characters that people like the most. Like you need to just have them in the game. Um, yeah guile is like, supposed to be godlike in this game you know like most people like i feel like most people play like the select handful of characters and yeah. then there's weirdos like me who are like latch on to people like e honda who are like i know this dude is like tier three or something but i don't pow, really pow, care pow, 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 you know pow, pow, pow. yeah you see a sumo wrestler doing like a big butt slam on you it's you know <laughs> Edmund, Sir Edmund Honda. Edmund Honda, yeah. <laughs> Edmundo Honda. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. So I typically played, when I was a kid, I played Ryu. And then as I, when I got a little bit older, I played Ken. Just because I was like, hey, he's blonde like me. He's an American like me. I'll just play him. He's got a cool red outfit. I'll just play Ken. <laughs> He's got fi- he's got a fire uppercut instead of a regular one. Like hell yeah, let's mm-hmm. get it. Uh, and apparently, will a uh, friend of the show, Will Berger, plays Ken, and I was like, yeah, I'll probably just play Ken if nobody else speaks to me. He's like, get your own character, because of <laughs> course, of course, like in Guilty Gear, he plays Soul Bad Guy, and I played Soul Bad Guy. Uh, now I don't, but uh, when we first started playing Guilty Gear Strive, we both played the same character. And uh, apparently we both play the same character in Street Fighter as well, but we'll see who speaks to me. But I'm I am I am hoping that I will get a review key for that, and uh, if so, like we'll definitely be able to kind of see what's going on with that game. I am excited because it seems like people, even people who are in the industry who are not big fighting game fans, are like really excited about this one. So it seems like it seems like Street Fighter is like grabbing onto the the cultural zeitgeist by the lapels and just being like, you will, you will pay attention to me. I'm still waiting to see the riot fighting game because project L. Yeah. The fact that it's not so like combo heavy, like Tekken and stuff, um, makes me kind of excited where like every character has an up B or whatever, like smash bros or whatever kind of makes it a little more manageable for someone like me who just wants to jump into these kind of games like very casually, but you just cannot like they are like a muscle you have to train and like keep up. I feel like games like street fighter are way better for that because they're not like arc system works games. I mean, I guess this is kind of, it kind of depends on which game you're playing because dragon ball fighters, like combos are like longer if specifically if you use like assist extensions and stuff, but like, you know, combos in Guilty Gear are not that long, but combos in Street Fighter seem, like, way more manageable. Like, they're, like, pretty short. You know, you just need to know fundamentals. It's all about, like, footsies and positioning get, and, you know. They can get long. I know in 4 you could do a thing where, like, you could start a, you could start a move and then the middle of it do a different move and it, like, counted as, like... So you could do, like... You could start doing, like, a Hadouken but you could end up doing your like Shoryuken super move like in the middle. You could like weirdly chain certain ones together and it was really hard to wrap your head around. But mm. So like um, super cancel or like a special cancel into super or something like that? Some shit. I don't It was, yeah. it was weird. 
Um, There's some of that sort of stuff uh, in Guilty Gear and things where like there are certain priorities of moves and you can always cancel moves into higher priority like tiers of moves. So there's like normals and then command normals and then specials and then supers and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm, 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 I am fascinated to see how street fighter six comes out. That's, that's, uh, that's what I'm pretty see. excited about, but what do you think, man? Anything else you want to say or shall we wrap? I got nothing. I got a lot more. I could talk about what I won't, I won't bore you guys too much. <laughs> We'll talk about, I'll give you like a quick rundown of like my honorable mentions uh, next week. When we do game of the year. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We're going to talk about our top five games of 2022, uh, including like any honorable mentions that didn't quite make the cut, but still are notable um, and are definitely worthy of your attention. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us for episode 262 of the platformers. Uh, if you want to watch us to, uh, let me tell you this Moscow Mule is really kicking in. I believe. If you want to watch us record every episode of this show live, you can do it at twitch.tv slash platformers pod. You can check out the, <coughs> yeah, <laughs> went down the rock pipe. You can check out the archived episodes at youtube.com slash platformers pod. And you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash platformers pod. You can find me. Oh, and also you should give us a review because that's a very nice thing to do. I think we, we, we are reviewed very well on iTunes, but we don't have that many reviews. So if you could please, 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 please find it in your heart to go to iTunes and give us a review of whatever uh, value you think this show is worth and then put a little blurb at the bottom. That would help us immensely. So I really would appreciate that. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X, and uh, where I will be talking about all the things that I'm thinking about vis-a-vis uh, -vis games and all that sort of business. Um, I am probably going to be starting writing for a new outlet very soon, so you can stay tuned for that, where I'll be doing a lot more opinions-based stuff, like writing op-eds and, uh, and features and things like this, uh, which is pretty exciting. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what I've got going on. I don't really have anything else going on at the moment other than just popping out midday and shooting some hoops on my basketball goal on the front that uh, the per people who leased this house before we bought it just left here Tight. and the rim is all bent to shit. So. Also, that's funny because I have a basketball hoop in my backyard that the previous owners left, but it's like embedded into the ground. There's one in my neighborhood that like it's sitting next to their driveway, but grass has totally grown up over the base it's so weird. I need to take yeah. a picture and send it to you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's just very bizarre. But yeah, that's, I'm, I don't really have anything to talk about right now, but I'm sure I'm going to have some guides going up um, in the near future. So there you go. Cool. Uh, you can find me on Letterboxd at letterboxd.com slash Shawa Josh, where I review movies and shows and things that I watched. I watched, uh, the Banshees of Inshirin yesterday was very good. Probably like my second favorite movie of last year, if I'm being honest. 
like it's it's pretty incredible um damn i didn't know and, we were pimping that find me at uh backlogged.com slash you slash ribnax you can find people you know that's like one of the only social media things i still use is yeah letterboxd and it's because no one's really no one can find me there so i just post my dumb jokes you know on there and just so letterboxd is l-e-t-t-e-r-b-o-x-d right yeah okay so backlogged is the same it's b-a-c-k-l-o-g-g-d and it's the sister site to Letterboxd, but it's for video games. So I've been keeping a journal of all the stuff that I'm doing. I've got lists of like my favorite games of 2022, 2023. You can definitely check me out there and, and uh, you know, you'll be able to see. I'm, I'm trying to be more active in like writing stuff that I'm, uh, that I'm doing. I meant to games. check how many movies I watched last year, but um, I have to count. Also, I saw that movie Megan shockingly good <laughs> people need to watch megan yeah so yeah i mean I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say anything i haven't seen it but uh, i expected it to be terrible and it was shockingly good yeah yeah cool. um uh and then if you want to see horror, all the cool videos fans deserved deserve good things so yeah i'm glad they it's got i'm thriller. glad thriller it's not suit it's not really scary but oh yeah no um what was i gonna say oh and then if you want to find all the cool video essay stuff i'm working on you can go to youtube.com slash media is mythic and that's cool it. that's it please review us on your podcast platform of choice as i said earlier and if you have a good time with the show share it with friends and family from everybody here at the platformers we hope you have a wonderful week and stay safe out there because until next time we are out